The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and with me tonight is Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, the inimitable Mr. What was your name again? Doesn't matter. I, I don't know, because I, Thanos? I, I... Was it Thanos? Yeah. Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. I am... Do I have to... <laughs> Do I have to destroy like half of you? <laughs> yeah, something like that. You can certainly shut down our mics. I'm already married. I'm not in love with death, with Lady Death. How about you just be somebody from Wakanda? That sounds better. Oh, just Wakanda. a dude. Which tribe? You pick. Hmm. I'll get I'll get back to you on that. That's fine. So, uh, I'm just trying to keep up with these guys. I think I threw them that I even knew that name. Yeah, what? No. (laughs) It was in the Wall Street Journal. I would never have known about it. Good God. Really? The Marvel movies have made the Wall Street Journal? Why? How? Oh, it was something about the worst worst villain ever and something. I don't know. I saw it and I said, oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. You need to say that worst villain ever. All right. Now we're moving on. Worst villain ever. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Assuming okay. that character is even still on The Simpsons, who knows? Uh, who cares about The Simpsons? Screw them. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, before... We can talk about that later. <laughs> Better uh, this than what's going on in the news, that's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But before we get into talking about anything, uh, I want to actually mention some of the stuff about us. So, uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, during or after the show, really anytime. Uh, and you can reach us in a few different ways. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. That's our community. Uh, Our email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. And, of course, on Twitter, it's at civilpoliticsfm. We do also have a website, civilpoliticsradio.com, that has uh, recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, links to things we talk about, supplemental episodes like the one we did last week with the mayor of East Hampton, getting into stuff we didn't have time to cover on air. (coughs) Excuse me. And also, um, it does have a link to our dedicated web search, which is uh, using uh, news sources that we've all sort of agreed are reasonably trustworthy. Um, Republican and Democrat and independent compromised on. Right, exactly. (laughs) So they got to be good, right, if we all agree. (laughs) Right. You know, the, the point is not that they're infallible. The point is, like, when they are fallible, they go, oops, are bad. (laughs) <laughs> Good point. <You> know? Yes. <laughs> so um, and uh, so you can you can look things up and find out things the way we do that. And during the show, if we mention something that our esteemed producer feels like we ha- he actually needs to check, which is almost everything coming out of my mouth, uh, <laughs> then he'll uh, if, when he finds an appropriate uh, thing to reference on the web, he'll uh, p- throw the link up on Facebook and Twitter with the hashtag Civil References, or occasionally. Uh, civil corrections, because you know, <laughs> Mike's Mike's. Uh... <laughs> I got one pretty wrong a few weeks ago. I, I garbled a couple of different 
families of rich oligarchs screwing with the world and <laughs> yeah you know so we so, try to get it right we really do uh, yeah you know but both of us will correct if you know even <laughs> yeah. if it's our own party that's yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah the, the ground rules here are pretty good yeah yeah well absolutely you know and i, I was actually just thinking about that because um i can't remember the name of the fellow uh Greitens, the the governor of missouri this creepy oh, guy yeah. who's like being indicted for like threatening a woman like he, he like you Took know pictures of her and, yeah, yeah and tried to blackmail her he and i'm just like her in the in the something or yeah, yeah you know and i'm just like oh man you know it's like well there's there's a little proof it's 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 democrats too ugh <laughs> well and it's systems trying to take care of people like that yeah i hope so i hope it works i hope they throw them out missouri governor eric greitens that's the name greitens yeah. Not so, just one. Two two different two different cases. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm. I, it's it's two Greitens, not one Greiton. Oh, oh uh, I see Greitens. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Yes. A flock of Greitens. Yes. yes. <laughs> and in, wait, no, an indictment of Greitens. Yes, an that indictment. sounds pretty good. Okay. <laughs> or an impeachment, maybe. Yeah. Uh, impeachment of Greitens. They're yeah. forcing him to step down, right? Is they I they want we're... to. He hasn't yet, and you know, I mean, like. Obviously, the the you know Missouri has some problems. I mean, you know the the uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he was governor. Actually, John, you should check this because now I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. But like I believe he was the governor a few years ago when all the uproar in, in uprest, you know, the unrest in Ferguson started, and there were all these terrible demonstrations in the street, and and you know, and the, the you know the uh, uh, small army of heavily armored cops showed up to. After the murder of Michael Brown, if you remember all that, and the governor yeah, and just I remember was... his name. I think I would remember it, but maybe not. And maybe it was because there was so much else in Ferguson itself. Yeah, was... I I just I remember the governor of Missouri didn't exactly acquit himself yeah. well. But God, I'm only four dozen, and I'm already starting to get like <laughs> what? No, <laughs> <laughs> wait, who was that? Oh, I know. President Hoover, you should say. <laughs> These these horrible incidences are starting to blend together, which oh is, they are, which is terrible because it means they become sort of normal or not normal, but um, part of the you know the cultural landscape. Yeah, yeah. Well, and well, we talked about this before, but I I I think on the one hand, uh, I'm glad the news is getting out because I don't think it's that these weren't happening before. Things yeah, like I think, I you think, know. Uh, cameras and phones and social media yeah. yeah is saving us from ourselves yeah yeah you know well look at starbucks and you could perfectly see the guys were so respectful and trying not to be hurt by the police in the yeah. starbucks it's like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> i i <coughs> and everybody in there had a phone with a yeah right? <laughs> I, so uh i th- like i am not going to defend the police and for for their actions in that but I do think they have a leg to stand on. They were called in, yes. Right. They were called in. And, you know, as somebody who's, who's owned a small business, just like, you know, if I actually do wind up calling the police to say, this person is trespassing, I, you know, they are disrupting my business or whatever, I need you to escort them out of there. You know, I want the cops to show up and actually do it, to believe me and say, well, you know, you are the property owner or whatever, you know, it's your place, you you can do this. Um and then, you know, the, like the, the fallout of people being upset that, you know, we've been jerks or whatever, you know, falls on us, not, not the police. So, you know, maybe the police could have handled it differently or better. I'm, I'm not going to yeah, say... take them outside, get their version of the story, all that stuff. Right, but... The de-escalation but, steps. But, <laughs> but fundamentally, you take know... Take them out of the store first. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but fundamentally, like, like, you know, the shop owner, you know, the people... Sorry, they, the, the business has the right to say... 
get out of here. And if the, you know, and if they won't, then the police can come. Like, I, I get that. So I, I think really, like, I don't want to say that the police have covered themselves with glory and all this, you know, the Philadelphia Police Department. You know, this is the same police department where, you know, so. the, the, well, the city, the city attorney, uh, the, the city district attorney was saying, like, you know, there's a list of cops from this department that we won't call <laughs> because they're not trustworthy. And I'm witnesses. going back further to when they bop, dropped a bomb on the move. Oh, the move people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who lived in that neighborhood when that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's so, a long time ago. So, I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to go to bat for the Philadelphia Police Department, but uh, I would say, you know, again, as uh, someone who's owned a small business, admittedly a bookstore and instead of a, a coffee shop, but just that, I, I'm just flabbergasted. The idea that, you know, somebody comes in and is like hanging out for a few minutes. And and apparently, uh, this is another thing, uh, like I suppose we can we, we can confirm, uh, but my understanding is that, well, the, the call to 911 saying, I need you to get these people out of here came at like 4.37, I think it was, 37 minutes past the hour, and I think it was four in the afternoon. Um, but apparently the men had walked in at 4.35. Oh, wow. So they walked in, sat down, and two minutes later. Like, and if that's true, that's just... to use the bathroom, I think, is what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. and it's just, that's not, that's not how that works. Well, let me tell you a quick story. I was thinking I wouldn't tell this, but I think I will. So I was trying to get a mortgage here in Western Mass. I was living in Boston at the time. Yeah, and yeah. I had a mortgage all set for my credit union. But I thought I'd get a local bank who knew... The neighborhood where I was buying. Sure, there's some good local banks. When I bought my house 12 years ago, you know, I went with uh, a local bank uh, yeah. as well, and, and I was very happy with them. Soon, why I'm not going to tell you. And they've been bought up by Greenfield now, so. Yeah, and I'll tell oh, you, I'm, you'll see why I'm not going to tell you the name of the bank. So I go inside with my partner, who's white. Yeah. And our stepdaughter, who's black, and my granddaughter, who's black and Spanish. Yeah. Sit in our Mercedes with the dog. Yeah. And the keys to the car while we talk to the bank manager. Yeah. And we're in there for a long time because our financial history is complicated. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we're it's married, hard. but, you know, it, you, all that you don't stuff. have combined finances in the same way yeah. that, that other people could because of the laws. Yeah. Got all it. right. So we're in there for probably 45 minutes. Sure. And my stepdaughter and the dog and the granddaughter getting in and out of the Mercedes sitting in the bank parking lot. Sure, yeah. With my registration on it, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're talking to the bank manager. Yeah. They call the police. One of the tellers in the in the bank calls the police. They block in the the station wagon. They take her ID. It doesn't match my registration, but she has the key to the car, but she has a, a small dog and a small child. Yeah. And she's getting in and out of the car because it's hot. It's July 4th weekend. Right. And they tried to detain her. They, you know, did all this stuff. Finally, somebody comes in the bank, and we're sitting in the bank manager's office, but we're white. Yeah. And uh, they said, there's somebody who's getting in and out of your car, and we've got the police here. And, and they're like, <laughs> the police? What? Yeah, it's like my stepdaughter, my granddaughter, yeah. and my dog. Yeah. <laughs> right? You've arrested my dog. Yeah. And the police chief was so humiliated because imagine. we were a non-traditional family. We were two women yeah. who were white yeah. with, you know... Nigerian daughter and a you know yeah, Nigerian yeah. Spanish stepdaughter yeah. and um, the police chief was just mortified, just mortified. And do you think the bank apologized to us? And of course, then they didn't give us the mortgage, which I wouldn't have taken a mortgage from them. Yeah, anyway. no, obviously, I will never do business with that bank. Okay, well, tell me off air because I'm curious to know yeah, which one that is. But it was horrible. It was up in Williamsburg, and it was the most horrible thing that happened to me. Something like that never happened to me in Boston. 
And I come out here, and that's yeah. that's the reception I got for trying to get a mortgage for a farmhouse up in Cummington. It wasn't that place Ken's copious cash, was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a horrible event, and it was... Yeah, it, it absolutely. Was, and it was like, and you blocked it in the car, and she told you we were in the bank. You know, she knew where we were. She said, go in and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she said, they're in there sitting with the loan officer, or the, or the, actually it might have been the, I think it was the manager. But yeah, what a horrible event. Now... That's the kind of response you want from the police. But he still held her there and kept her there, blocked in the car so she couldn't leave, even though she had the keys. Yeah. And she wasn't going anywhere because she isn't really. Yeah. But um, so your point was that the business owner called. You know, the police did what they were asked because, you know, it was in the middle of sort of the terrorism adventure, too. So I'm sure that, sure. Um, you know, an unusual African last name probably gave them pause. Who uh, knows? Yeah. But. Because, you know, like like if you're with Al-Qaeda, blowing up <laughs> something in Williamsburg, Mass, <laughs> top of the list. With your with your little daughter who's like four or five and, and uh, yeah, a dog that can't run very fast because his legs are short and he's fat, you know. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. You can really get away. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, but, you know, it's sort of like that bank, shame on them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm. I, they I, should have asked. Is that your car out there? And you know, are those people okay? Or you know, yeah. whatever it was. You know, yeah. even that would have been borderline. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who are these people getting in and out of this car? What's going on? Yeah, you know. it's July Fourth well, weekend, as hot as bejeepers. Sure, you can't, you can't stay in the car very long. Sure, yeah. No, I mean that yeah. that that makes sense. I I agree. Like the whole thing is just just shameful. I I and, and I'm not trying to defend the local cops there either. Yeah. I'm just saying. And the like, police chief was great. I mean, when he realized what had just gone down, he was just like mortified, mortified. And he was as, a new police chief in Williamsburg, as he should as he should have been. Well, yeah. like. Again, I I would say I'm not trying to say the police did did everything right there because no, but I'm saying point the fingers first and foremost to the people who called the police. Oh yeah, because you know one of the basic jobs in our society is the police are supposed to there to protect you know private property like the rights of our you know like this is my home is my castle and I'm under attack and I'm calling for reinforcement so I'm calling the police yeah. you know and as a teller should have owner, been fired in my opinion should have just been fired outright yeah that was. Yeah. Because that's that's prejudice that's beyond the pale, I think. But then I moved out from Boston, so what do I know? Well, I, yeah. John, you, you were about to chime in with It something. was Shamit, wasn't it? <laughs> um. <laughs> I used to have Shamit. I used to like them in Boston. <laughs> They're long gone, aren't they? Oh, they... they I, do you were they wicked? Shaman? They had an Indian they, on their room. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, Which probably is a warning sign now that I think back on it. I, if I remember <laughs> Not to insult Indians, but Indian giver, is that what the bank was? No, never mind. No. Kind of. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, they, they actually got in trouble with regulators or s- with something. For redlining like, or... Yeah, I, no, I don't know what... what yeah. I mean, I was like... Ten, but <laughs> well, I suppose you can um, look it up. But uh, yeah, the internet. But I was going to say um, the thing I wanted to say was I understand what you're saying about the police. Like if I like if someone was bra- like if someone was in the studio, right. and I called the police and said, uh, "I please I work escort here. them out. Yeah, please please get them out of here." Then I would, uh, as a citizen, yeah, I would expect the police to come in assess the situation and then if they and they would have to escort them out because it's private property right but once they got outside they didn't have to bring them to the police station i completely agree and yeah. the i would expect that and the, keep them till one in the morning exactly like it like oh is that what those guys did for the like Seattle? they got arrested yeah. in, in philadelphia they were arrested and they were held till <sighs> one they were in the morning put in cuffs 
mm-hmm. and escorted out and brought to the police station. Yeah. Now I understand that someone wants to wants to be racist and get them kicked out, and you can't assess the situation fully when you when the police just arrive. Um, yeah. So that I can get. Yeah. But once they got them onto public property, they could ask. Them then what, you what stop and you say. What is going on? And you figure and you figure this out. You yeah. don't just take them to jail, right? And you would not see a white a white person to get get to just taken to jail. Oh, absolutely not. That wouldn't happen. Absolutely and not. It, it they had like they they were just dudes, you know, yeah. with longer hair, so they looked blacker. So I guess that that put into it. But the call was was made at. at like five minutes after they walked in, my understanding is less because yeah. they they walk in, they're waiting for a family friend. They're waiting um, for a business associate, my understanding. But whatever, but it was, I don't know. They're, they're waiting, waiting for, for someone. Somebody. One of them asked to use the bathroom without buying something. Without right. buying something, which Starbucks dude little... says no. Which that's the policy. I I've, I've had that happen to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I can and understand again, that as a too. small business owner, I would want my employees to follow my policies, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, and he was like, "No, you you can't use the bathroom." And they're like, "Until your customer, and as, sorry." As soon as, as far as I know, they're like, and they went and sat down. All right, and then they, yeah, <laughs> I mean that maybe one of them got like upset or something, but there's no, there was no reason whatsoever for the cops to do that at all. I, there was no reason for them to bring them in and hold them to arrest them. I agree. That was that was definitely yeah. the that was definitely going way too far. And Escorting the, them out of the out of the premises. And in, in know, dem- especially because those cops weren't, I mean, not those cops, the, 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 those two customers of Starbucks, you know, or would-be customers, were not in any way misbehaving. You know, they weren't. Exactly. They weren't. Yeah, and we could see the there. video for that, which is, yeah, yeah really helpful. And then people that. are like, they weren't doing anything. What are you doing? What's, what's going on? So, yeah, I mean, they weren't struggling. Mm-hmm. They, weren't, they weren't resisting or anything. So they got let off. Once you get onto public property, once you get onto the, the street. street. Yeah. Then you say, you can't go in there. I don't know what's going on. What's going on? Yeah. You know, do you, do you want to file a complaint? Yeah. And that's what they do with domestic violence. They separate exactly. people and then yeah. they get the stories out of them to exactly. see who's, yeah. who's lying and who's, yeah. yeah. Like if someone's, if someone calls the other person, like, I want this, I want this guy out of my house. Uh, I want my husband out of my house. Then they bring the husband out of the house. And you say, and they say, what is happening right now? And if they don't, if the husband isn't doing anything, like, dangerous, then they don't throw him on the ground and cuff him. They should, probably. But still. Don't look at me like that. Depends on the, depends on the color of the skin. Yeah. Uh, And that's, that's the rough part. And I, that is, yeah. And that was the case with this bank. It was all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to say that the way that those that that those two guys acted um, when they got arrested is how we are trained. Yeah, so you don't get hurt. That's By we, you mean uh, black people, people of color? Yeah. Yes, our parents tell us to act like that. Be respectful. Just go with it and figure it out later because you're gonna get killed. Yeah. Basically, that's that is the perfect example of how parents how black parents teach their black children and i always i always tell this i always say this the i i oh i usually wear a hoodie i like wearing hoodies 
Yes, you do. And I've I wore them. Risky. I well, that's the thing. I anytime I go into a store or any anytime I go inside somewhere, I immediately take down my hoodie, take off my glasses, and put on. And if I'm wearing sunglasses, I immediately take off my sunglasses, even if I don't have my glasses and I can't see. Even if I don't have my glasses readily available, God. I take off my sunglasses yep. because if I don't do Prevention. that, then I, I will get arrested. That's basically, and I don't even think about that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I have not, I, I never so thought of it like, it's, it's just, yeah, it's defense tactic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that is. Um, it's a chronic social injury. Uh, and you don't even think about the, like, like, it's like. It's like the social version of chronic pain. You just, you, it's there and you deal it's with it and you carry like on. It's sort of like a woman uh, walking down the street by construction workers on a dark night. I mean, you, you're terrified. Yeah. You're oh, very careful. No, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, t- I'm terrified of cops all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, this example, I'm not terrified. I'm not thinking yeah, about you, it. You just, this is a response. Tactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, it's not a tactic. It's, it is a, oh, it is an immediate response that I, that yeah. it is uh, it is automatic it's autonomic mm-hmm. yeah. just like breathing i go inside hat comes off uh sunglasses come off hood goes down uh and um i look for the uh um the clerk or something just say hi to him so you know that's I mm-hmm. when I walk into your when I walked into your store, that's exactly what I did, didn't didn't I? I bet you, I bet like every time I did that, you probably don't remember. That's okay. I, I don't remember, but um, uh, I gotta say, also, you know, when you did walk in and I was working there, I would expect you to greet me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, but you guys know each other. We've known each other for <laughs> years. It's immediate. All that yeah. stuff happens oh, yeah. without a thought. No, thinking about it, I have observed you do that. Yes. Yeah. And anytime I go inside a place, or anytime I go inside that is not, sometimes when I go in my house, yeah, that happens because <laughs> you're just an auto with it. You mm-hmm. just yeah. If I see a cop, then that happens. Yeah. If I see if I see a cop, then both like I go ten and two because I don't drive like that because my, I hurt my arm. But I go ten and two, and that's and I oh, and they can see your hands. Yeah. 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 Did you see the black lightning to go to something that's not real? But Black Lightning, yes, I, I saw Black Lightning. I have yet to check out that show. There was one where... I have a lot... Get out. I have a lot of other shows on my plate, yes. man. Well, there's yeah. one where he gets arrested. But I want to see it. Yes. Wrongly. Yes. And, yeah. you, and, the, and the... You mean Black Lightning, the guy with, with superpowers. Yes. yes. He, gets, he, yeah. he gets arrested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see him do just what you're talking about, genre. Mm-hmm. Like he's modeling for his kiddos. You know, do not resist... Let them do all this horrible stuff, push them around, insult them, do all this stuff. And you watch his eyes come up like lightning and go back down again as he Mm -hmm. controls the rage of having to be treated that way. Yeah. And, you know, it is. And that's how I felt at that bank. I was so angry at them. And, you know. Can't show anger. I showed some anger. But I think the police chief was so already sort of apologetic when he realized what had happened. But I, you know, in another situation when I was younger, I might have taken a swing at somebody. You know, it's sort of, it, it's so enraging yeah. mm-hmm. that people would treat your family that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the, there was one, I saw this video of, uh, 
um, someone said like the perfect example of white privilege. It was this. It was this kid. I don't know what. I, I don't know what happened, but this kid. That this this cop was trying to subdue this kid, and he was just wailing on the cop, like he he grabbed him and took him to the floor, like with a with a with a wrestling move or something. Just hooked his leg behind the cop's leg, bam! He goes down. He's trying to wrestle with the cop. The cops, another cop comes and tries to help. Kid, no guns come out. No tasers. No, no clubs. Tasers. No. They're like, oh god, it's a it's a crazy person. You yeah. know that's. And the skin was white. Oh yeah, he was yeah. he was pale as hell. Yeah. Well, that didn't the Harvard student just get taken down like that? He was high on. Um, yeah. In uh, was it a Harvard student? He was high on life. No, yeah. he was LSD and something else. He was higher than a kite. Yeah, I bet. And they they wailed on him, black skin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was probably about eight of them, and they're reviewing the tape. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and if there was um any, uh, if they had body cams on uh, in Philadelphia, there would have been more going More on tapes, but like yeah. they they wouldn't there wouldn't have been any tape like well that's a strong police union so they probably don't have body cams yet they do they do oh they do yeah they have like 200 on the street right now yeah there was a statement actually from the uh, commissioner of police in philadelphia yeah i posted oh, that, that on, t- good. Uh, good. On, on our facebook yeah yeah that's why i saw it duh <laughs> check our facebook I post links on there all the time. And I said that out of old. This is what happens when you get old. One of my um, friend's friends is the first female police officer in Philly. She oh. survived the first class. Wow. Female. It was bad. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. I just got a question um, from one of our from Which one bank of our it listeners. is? I'm not telling. No. <laughs> uh, they're asking, have you ever been followed in stores? Uh, to oh, me. good question. Yes. Yes, I have. In Northampton. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sure. On Main Street. I, f- I don't think the store is there anymore. Mercantile. I was following the merc. I was I was basically, like, kept watch in the mercantile when I was there. It was uh, about maybe, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure it's happened in other places. Uh, be- and I just don't try not to pay attention. Yeah. And if they do, then I just look at them. And I go about my business, and I keep an eye on them. I actually, years ago, shortly after we, I, I started working at my store, because I didn't start the business, I just joined it, um, I actually was curious about things like, you know, shoplifting, because like, I'd never had to think about it before. So I, I did this thing called research, which it was hard. It's not my normal thing. But um, so I, what I discovered was things like, if you look at the t- statistics, uh, it's mostly white people who shoplift, and mostly black people who get followed around, suspected of <laughs> shoplifting. So, which is how you make the um, decoy, right? Is John and I go in, they right. follow you, and I yep. steal, right? Is right. That yep. the, okay. So, uh, and uh, then I, I get beaten up. But yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you got the candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so, so, so that's the statistics that you're I, I would almost never follow customer you know like if i had a suspicion about a customer i would you know sort of follow them around but i i i I made a point of if i was gonna like basically i sort of presumed like because every sort of black person who's grown up in america is sort of socialized to expect all that i'm like i just never even worried about the black customers i only watched the white dudes because they were the only ones i was worried about stealing from me 
So yeah. they were the ones I'd follow around. Dudes, not not females, just dudes. Uh, Mostly dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's not that women, you know, won't steal, but again, there's like there's a certain there's a certain attitude, especially because like like a lot of like the older comic book culture, like women are are becoming more more. Uh, uh, more represented in nerdo American circles, like people who like comics and games and things like that, which is great. Um, but uh, a lot of that sort of that old fanboy culture, you know, people who are my age and older, um, there was there was an undercurrent of you know, like it's cool to like if you can steal a comic, if you can from get a store. away with it. Yeah, because oh, like okay. it, that it's I didn't steal it, I kiped it. Yeah. Well, what's kiping? Well, it's when you take it and you walk out with it when they don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I get blamed for it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We so always, everything gets, but we blame everything in the studio on you, genre too. So well, not anymore. <laughs> oh no, we will more now. Everything was my responsibility, so <laughs> that made sense. Those um, his fingers are on the buttons. I was There's a reason say, why you don't let me touch them. <laughs> I was going to say that um, again with the. Uh, with what you're saying about the um the more uh white people shoplift yeah um more their drug use is far more rampant among the white population than the black population and if you and oh, it's safer for us to use it yeah well um the the amount of people that were that that were pulled over that found that where they found drugs in the car was uh white people were way more likely to have drugs they pulled them over it was 60 percent, and if it was a black person yeah. it was you know five percent exactly yeah. like they there's it's like they're picking the wrong targets do they are yeah, yeah they are huh yeah yeah how about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they they're the people like we are are seen as as criminals first and i mean among other things but we are seen as criminals first and and in that we are are targeted and that is something that anytime like someone says you know the cops did this and they were following procedure well the procedure's racist for i mean for the most part the procedure is probably racist well and there's an awful lot of um subjectiveness around what police can do once they've decided to do something and you know thank god in northampton that we have um jody casper because i think she really has pushed you know, she has. And, her, and she's been in the department for years. I mean, she came up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. But has really pushed for people to think about things differently. Still police. Yeah, it's still yeah. police. Um, so and I, you can be an accredited I, department and still oh have yeah. somebody who doesn't, yeah. She came in here, and she was very nice, and she made me feel a little better about cops in Northampton. I'm not going to feel great about them because they're cops. And... No offense to any uh, officers that are um, or anybody in the department that's listening, but the the whole the whole basically at this point, the concept of a police force is is rotten. And there are there are things that there are major things that need to be changed for just brown people in general to feel just comfortable around police that have no effect on white people whatsoever, which, which means it's not going to change. So, well, I hope it will. I don't know. Me too. (laughs) I don't want to, I want to be able to wear, sometimes it's, sometimes it's cold inside. I want to be able to wear my hood. (laughs) 
So um, I know we need to take a break in a moment, but I, I am just wondering, one of the things I noticed uh, that, that sort of stuck out to me in the, the, uh, you know, the cell phone footage from the Starbucks in Philadelphia was there was a gentleman, uh, a, a, a white dude, who, who was getting up and was yelling at the cops because it's like they are literally doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, he was up in their faces. And I mean, like, and, and they don't arrest him. They just, no, no, not at all. <laughs> that's like, very him. respectful for that. <laughs> that, that. That, well, and that's, that's, that's absolutely white that privilege. Guy? He's yeah. a middle class white man. And of who course was that they're going to respect him. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm glad. He's a brave guy. I'm, I'm glad somebody's <laughs> no, not. Well, I'm glad someone's doing that. Yeah. I'm glad that that person is like, they're not going to arrest me. Somebody needs to say something. Maybe I can get them to stop. If not, at least somebody should be saying something. And make that, somebody tape it. You that's know, the yeah. thing. Or like, or, or people need to it. weaponize their their privilege. Uh, people like, uh, Especially white men between the ages of 18 and 49, they- Wait. 49? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> At least. No, yeah, actually. And you don't think an old silver-haired white white guy has I'm a lot of privilege? I'm aging out. <laughs> oh, gee. You know, with a wow. suit? Yeah. 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 yeah silver, like silver a, fox. They oh, get yeah, some. yeah. Um, yeah S- speaking people, of silver foxes. <laughs> white people, especially white men, but also white women, <laughs> um, they're just jokes around, g- going around like uh, about... Um, how white women always want to see the manager. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they felt feel like they were they've been wronged or something. Like not all uh, hashtag not like, all white women, but yeah. still. I was going to um, be even worse and say all, all white women from New York. Yeah, <laughs> we did have listeners see, in New York. Did you see Terms of Endearment? That was one of the famous no. lines. Oh, I want to see the manager. Yeah. Well, Is Shirley MacLaine saying yeah, it right no, now? somebody's being really rude, and and I forget what Shirley MacLaine's doing. She goes. You need to say you're sorry, and she said, "No, I don't." She said, "Well, then you must be from New York." It's actually a really famous <laughs> line. It's it's very quick. It's a, yeah. but it's just sort of. I'm sorry, and I, I and okay. I don't yeah. really feel that way about people from well, New York. I'm, but I'm, there are some people in the world that are quite yeah um, vocal and and entitled. Uh, yes, entitled. Um, but you, people need to use their their privilege. They need to use the fact that they won't get arrested for nothing to help. To not to help, but to stand with the people, not using their white privilege to get people to. Uh, it's not using it just because it's a it's a nice thing to do. It's, it's to try doing and it to tip the scales to, a little because bit because something's wrong. Yeah, and you should say something if something's wrong, and not expect a reward or something like that. Like you shouldn't. Like a lot of a lot of people go to marches and they go to protests and they do all this stuff because they want to say, "Look what I've done! Look what I've done!" And I hate people like that because you're not doing it for the right reason. Get out! Stop it! Yeah, do it when the crowd is standing there silent and somebody's being mistreated, and then you speak up. And, yeah, and that's a little braver, and and you you count on your whatever your Whatever yeah. it is to not be. Uh, so yeah, that guy's. I, I like that guy. I yeah. mean, that, that, that guy's fine. Um, I but didn't he, see it. I, don't, I wouldn't call him brave. See. I would not call him brave at all because he was. He was in absolute no danger. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably he knew a, that he was a. He was a. He was a white guy, in Starbucks. Yes. There is no way something's going to happen with this Did he have guy. a bow tie and a sort of tousled hair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. It was Tucker. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
we need to take a break. Everybody at Harvard dressed like that, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Even <And I'll>, me. <laughs> I've been I've been talking, so I haven't been checking the email. Well, so we need I'm to sure play some PSAs, promos, and IDs now. So uh, why we'll don't we uh, we'll your take a break, and then we'll come back and, I don't know, talk about something else, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, if you want. All right. But go to break. And uh, this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners, you'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. And that's fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong Everything with being in the its proper place. The <laughs> common clay salt of the earth. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Forbes Library offers free access to computers, and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the Valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source 
for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Huh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. Uh, I'm still here with uh, Sue and Jamra, and we're still talking about politics and stuff. Uh, there's, there's certainly more we can talk about uh, in the line of uh, uh, the, the politics of racism. Could and racism there, in politics. Yeah, apparently. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. That I'm could afraid be we every haven't... show, every night of I, the I, yeah. I'm afraid we haven't quite reached the end of that topic. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to stay local and do the Springfield mayor getting rebuked by the city councilor because Yeah, I didn't hear about that. His so thank you for His mom just passed. What happened? Sarno? Yeah. Mayor Sarno. Dominic Sarno. Oh. Just just so you guys know. My, yeah. my condolences to Mayor Sarno. I just yeah. saw that today. Yeah. Um, his mom just just passed. So yeah. when they um made the church a sanctuary, he asked the building code folks to go take a look and make sure it was habitable. Yeah, which is not something they would do for a priest or, you know, anybody else who also lived there, you know, or so they were trying Oh, it wasn't like an actual genuine safety safety issue. He it was, was trying no. to prevent it. What's it called? Concern trolling or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. A concerned yeah. citizen. No, no. Um Oh, and, okay. No, I, I, I he hadn't heard about it. this. And he expressed it because he said we don't want to be a sanctuary city and lose all our grants because Springfield is poor and you know, we don't want to in, invoke the wrath. And I, so the city council and other people push back on him. I've, I've but they were doing a, you know, a, whatever you call it, housing inspection. Yeah. Well, I've heard, well, see, I don't think that, that that was something he didn't need to do. I've certainly heard that argument from people in East Hampton. Like, oh, yeah, they don't want to lose the money. Right. Yeah. East Hampton was, di- was discussing, should we pass a measure to declare ourselves a sanctuary city? And, you know, I'm not against the idea, but I don't think it's, I don't think You don't we need should... to pass it. You can actually just... Right. Behave that way. Well, yeah, exactly. And more to the point, I don't like also I don't think we need to bother because we're in Massachusetts and the uh, Supreme Judicial Court has ruled basically, you know, has basically effectively made us a sanctuary state. Yeah. You know, by issuing a clear ruling that, you know, when the the, when uh, ICE, when Immigration and Customs Enforcement requests that they hold somebody. We follow the law, which is not that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like like if you have a federal warrant. Sure. If you don't. And, and there's no grounds in, under state law to hold them, then guess what? We have to follow state law. So. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because it surprised me about him because he's usually pretty sophisticated. And I'm sorry that his mom has passed away. And I thought yeah. it was interesting. And it sounds like it's resolved. And it may have been that he needed to do that and have the city council push back just so that it put a little buffer zone around may, maybe. the city of Springfield. Maybe. I, it, it they won't have, be targeted by the Trump administration. It might have been a political kabuki. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't even hear about this until you flagged it for me. Yeah. Like, in case anybody listening is wondering, Sue is the one who actually does, like, you know, the thinking and the researching, and I just sort of, <laughs> you know, show up and take all the credit because, you know, white guy. Um <laughs> The the pilot that um, landed the plane safely. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. But did you see they started today or yesterday to start to bring around the co-pilot and about how he was saying that all everybody was heroes on the plane? And it's very interesting that, that you know, what? Sully, they gave his day in 
you know, being sort of famous. But they've started to sort of bring up the co-pilot and how much military experience he had. And it's very interesting. I I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, they cannot. This is on the, for for people listening, you know, to our archive, it was, uh, was it Southwest Airlines? Yep, and Uh, they blew an engine. uh, One of the engines blew in midair. It was a flight from New York to Dallas, and they had to emergency land in Philadelphia. And, you know, the, the, the pilot, I don't remember her name, but she uh, had military experience, and uh, she was like one of the first military... Landing planes on boats uh, in the uh, ocean. Well, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> one of the first pilots to fly fighter jets uh, for, for the Navy and thus doing carrier landings and whatnot. And so she handled things uh, professionally and, and got and the did you hear the recording? I mean, she was as calm as... Yeah, yeah. She was like Sully was, Sully yeah. Berger, yeah, yeah. when he landed the plane. And well, of course, he had two engines out. So. Speaking of that, I'm just posting a... Uh, um, an op-ed from the Washington Post on the Facebook yes. titled, yes. Sully was just a hero. Why label the Southwest captain a female pilot? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it They need to qualify sex, it. Sexism, that's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> need to qualify. That and like sense. I said, they've started to escalate the co-pilot and, yeah. and giving him press conferences and stuff like that. And Sully acknowledged his co-pilot and she acknowledged... Her co-pilot. Yeah. But they're still the captain. And it's so interesting to see this start to, you know, it just, it's just, it kills me. So. I I, I hadn't heard that because, you know, you know, she's the person who actually controlled the the plane. The first 24 hours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And got it down safely. And it was his father who they were interviewing, the co-pilot's father, and he was talking about how much experience he had in the military and blah, blah, blah. And it was the first flight they'd made together. So. One wonders who was, you know, who's trying to push that narrative. Is it the media? Is it the is it the family? Who knows? Yeah. Um, Always well received. You know, you if there's something goes wrong, you find the closest woman to Abu Ghraib and blame her. <laughs> Even <though laughs> to to pick <laughs> pick an example. Yeah. At random. Yeah. And if something goes well, you know, be careful to give women credit. And I'm such a feminist, so forgive me. I'm so biased in this one. So you guys can just slap me down. But I'll just I'll lay Dude. it out there. <laughs> I just really it's, think metaphorically, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's so it's so Freezing. clear. And Nikki Haley's probably going to be a Republican nominee for president. So, well, uh, yeah, probably, yeah. I because they're saying she's going to run with Pence, and it's like, no, she's not. (laughs) I can't imagine that she'd want Mike Pence as her vice president. Yeah, and they were, yeah, exactly. And you know what they were saying? He'd run for president. She'd be, he should be his vice. Oh well, regardless, (laughs) there's no way Mike Pence could run with a woman on the ticket. Yeah, I love because he'd have to be alone with a woman who isn't his wife. Oh, good point. Yeah. Could I never mean, have any of those meetings. Right. No, but I mean, like, apparently that is really a, a, a like a code yeah, he lives by. Very, he's very prudish. Yeah. I, I, which I think is odd, is. but whatever. I mean, that's his decision. It's a religious but it does mean thing. That, yeah. I think it's Sharia, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Sorry. That was bad. <laughs> I, I, you I must know, have had too much caffeine today for sure. No, I mean, <laughs> like, like the, the parallels and overlaps between religious fundamentalists of various supposed, supposedly different stripes. Is is it's it's pretty clear. There's a lot of uh, uh, fear and uns, uh, 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 uncertainty and discomfort with sexuality in general. Yeah, you know, thank just you. like that people are people and they have bodies and sometimes they have sex and it's okay. But you know, wait, what? <laughs> oh, I've heard. I mean, don't I mean don't look at me for firsthand information. We're but. comic nerds. We don't know about that sort of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I, I've, I've, seen I've got some comics to show you, some good ones. Uh, I've seen some drawings in those comics. <laughs> All right, now we're straying. Yeah, <laughs> we are straying. That's been the theme. Though uh, we were talking about local politics, and there was something else. Uh, uh, the uh, there's an independent agency I, who did the audit uh, in East Hampton to find the, that there the mayor wasn't a, call, uh, retained them. I forget what the name of them. Our is. guest last week, yeah. Nicole LaChapelle, the yeah. mayor of East Hampton, yeah. retained a firm to do an independent audit. Yes, of and the work environment. Yeah, because there had been complaints from the previous mayor Tosnick. Uh, not not the previous mayor. The previous mayor was ca- named Karen Cadger. The original mayor. But the, the first mayor. The Ma- first Ma- mayor. Michael Totsnick. Actually, yeah. should they call him that? The first mayor of East Hampton? I guess they do. Well, he it's was like the, the first fir- chair and the first. Yes, no, but it's like like yeah. it was a town before it became a city and he became mayor. So yeah, he was the, the first mayor. Just like, you know, George Washington was the first president. Like, yeah. You know, he was. Um, and um, I think there was something that happened with HR. I, I read the article and I, I did give uh, John the links so that we can so people can read it for themselves. But um, the mayor called in uh, an outside audit the minute there was any allegation of a hostile work environment. And they did a thorough review and gave basically a clean slate, I think, today. Yeah. It came back. Yeah, I, I and, just uh, heard about that, too. And there was some complaining about how much money it costs. But it's like. Well, my my impression of uh, of the mayor of my town last week was that you know she is new to government, but she does seem to be trying to be conscientious about doing the job correctly. Relentless, and again, she is relentless. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and again, certainly listeners may have may have different opinions about that, but I don't see any. I having having spoken with her a bit, and in, in your you know, I don't see any sign of ill will of you know of indifference to the responsibilities of the job. Unlike say our current president. You know, who I understand has de- has decided that he won't bother to attend the funeral of uh, Barbara Bush. He may not have been invited. Wait. Oh Jesus! He, I just heard that as I was as I was coming is go- in. Melania, I think, is going. Yeah, please but do. But I think um, Trump may not have been invited or maybe disinvited. He's the sitting president. It's it's very, it'd be unusual to not invite. Not him. when you treat Barbara Bush's Bush's son like that. You would sure, not be but in it's still <laughs> sitting president. It, like there's there's, there's no you can disinvite us. Of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt said. <laughs> no, of course. Of, what did she say actually? Um, a gentleman is is someone who doesn't hurt someone's feelings unintentionally. Yes. <laughs> um, he has a here's a re- here's a release. Uh, first I could lady, have that wrong. Uh, first Lady Melania Trump will attend the memorial service for Barbara Bush this Saturday on behalf of the First Lady, a spokesperson confirmed Friday, to avoid disruptions due to added security and out of respect for the Bush family and friends attending the service. Who President like Trump <laughs> will not attend. Yeah. Mm. Nobody likes him. Oh. Yeah. But they especially because she was a fierce Barbara Bush, you know, she would go right after you because of her sons. Yeah. I mean, she was well known for her. (laughs) Was it not suffering fools gladly? And yeah, so I'm sure that those were her wishes, not. I wouldn't be at all surprised, but certainly that is indicative. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, you mentioned Nikki Haley. uh, So. Yeah, <laughs> but she was in the news because she gave that uh, address, uh, you know, at the UN talking about how there were going to be sanctions. And Monday, yeah, she gave it on Sunday, and the sanctions were due to be released on Monday, and they weren't. Yeah, yeah, and Trump are they? Ha- they're not happening at all, are they? Well, um, Trump, I think uh, President Trump um, basically said that they they were being reconsidered or something like that. Some, you know, non sequitur. Right. 
Um, but Larry Kudlow, who's the new economic advisor, yeah. basically tried to throw Nikki Haley under the bus by saying she was confused. Yeah. She said, no, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's clear that there is confusion in how the our current administration operates, but I don't think it was Nikki Haley didn't no. understand what was going on. No. <laughs> I think she understood what she was instructed to do perfectly well. And did it perfectly well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But it's interesting. It, it's just, um, I, oh, you know, it's killing me. My party's killing me. So <laughs> it's yeah. all this stuff going down. Somebody else quit. I forget who just quit. One of the um, Republican. Oh, uh, a senator, a c- congressman in Pennsylvania. He's leaving early because originally he was just going to run out his term. I think. Right. But he, he's he's leaving. Bent? Brent? Bent? I can't think I of I think that's name. the name. But he's but the, the irony is that uh, because of the ruling by the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, uh, they're redistricting. They're changing the districts around. So most of the district that he's representing, uh, I think it was the fifth, and it's going to become the fourteenth or something like oh, that. It's going to be dispersed. It, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> so basically, like the seat he's he's he they'll have to have like by law in Pennsylvania they have to have an election uh, to refill the seat. They can't just leave it vacant. And they don't. They can't do an appointment. They they're right. So they have to have a new election. Oh, shame on Pennsylvania it, for not having that. You know, because if it's a short time till the next one, usually they can appoint him. But oh, right. Well, well, yeah. but well, he, yeah. here's the thing. Like, like the seat will be gone. So, yeah. like, you know, if they have an election, it'll be at you know someone for, and they have to wait at least sixty days after the announcement to have the uh, have the election. So, you know, it'd be someone who's <laughs> there for the a few months seat at most. Evaporates, and then they have to run against somebody else, depending which district they end up in. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's or or they could just hold, wait to hold the election on election day in November, and someone could run to like hold the seat, hold that seat for like two months or whatever, and then maybe hold some other seat. Oh, it's very confusing. Yeah, it is. But it that's a lot of folks that aren't running. Yeah. So yeah. from my party. Yeah. Well, and there was the 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 congressman in Texas who who just resigned immediately to avoid uh, a report from the ethics committee coming out about uh, him using public funds to settle a sexual harassment dispute. Boys will be boys. Ugh. <laughs> so I wasn't like that as a boy. <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, that explains a lot <laughs> about which parties we've joined. So, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. And we didn't even talk about the fact that we've apparently, <laughs> we're still horribly screwing things up in Puerto Rico and not helping the people who need help. Yeah. Though, uh, I guess the temporary housing for people who've been displaced and are living in, like, in Springfield here in Massachusetts. They're, I think they're doing that's a pretty been good job, aren't they? Well, that, that to... was due to wrap up, like, next week, and they've extended really? it into May. Yeah. They sort of keep dribbling and drabbling it out. But, you know, this was this was a, a, a huge catastrophe, like just you got to expect it's going to take a while to, to pay for things and before people can go home or if they're going to resettle. It takes a while to find a new. Well, who told me that the pharmaceutical companies that are the backbone of Puerto Rico are not going to rebuild there? They're rebuilding a little bit, but they're actually the, moving their factories because of the insecurity around power and everything else. Well, there's that. And also Is that you, John, who told me that somebody told me that uh, there there's also the rescinding of a of a tax break. Yes, um, I was going to say for that. Uh, for businesses in Puerto Rico. Yeah, the tax break was a, was a big thing. It was cheaper to operate in Puerto Rico. And now that it isn't, meh. Yeah. And your factory's gone. You might as well. Unbelievable. Right. Well, don't eat romaine lettuce. You heard that today, right? Yes. There's an E. coli outbreak? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's just nationwide? Just it's nationwide. They're not really sure. sure. They said if you don't know where the romaine came from, don't eat it. And that's the CDC saying that. That's not some... Um, so don't eat the remaining romaine? You don't That's eat right. the remaining remain. <laughs> on 
on the plane <laughs> in Spain. Is it rain? Yeah, it is rain. Uh, <laughs> Actually, well, be it here probably isn't rain that caused it because, you know, that comes from people's yeah. guts. Well, you I'll leave it at that. You're through with a joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've certainly used up the remainder of the show with those with those puns. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> let us <laughs> let us leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> you are the official wordy of the civil politics right. show. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's it for this show. We'll try and turn over a new leaf on the next one. <laughs> Coming, this has been civil politics here. Say goodnight, on, Mike. <laughs> this has been civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next, uh, some great music shows, Subculture uh, for a couple of hours, then Table of Contents, and OK Asia. Uh, I should also mention that uh, we do have a podcast version of this show that's going to be uploaded on Sunday. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and perhaps other fine places you can get podcasts. Uh, and, of course, also download it from our website, which is, quite once again, civilpoliticsradio.com. And, oh, and as a final thing, just to mention, starting Sunday and going for a week, uh, Valley Free Radio, our home, will be having our, our spring fun drive. Please contribute. Your donations are what keep this radio station going and what allow us to do this show. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. So long and good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.